Welcome to another episode of Inside with Outsiders. I'm Jeremy Iscari, and today we have our New York State Licensed Guide and Wilderness First Responder. I can't believe I got that right with the first try. <laughs> yes, you did. Jillian Sistoso, right? Yes, Jillian Sistoso. I yes. got it right, all right. <laughs> Jillian is, uh, she may not look like it, but she's a beast of the outdoors. And um, we rely on her heavily, actually, for our hikes for safety reasons and because uh, she's just a bomb and is super knowledgeable about the, about nature. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. but I, we wanted to get to know how you became so rad. <laughs> um, so I think my thirst for adventure and the mm. outdoors really started when I was young. Growing up in Valley Stream, I had my older brothers next door, my aunt and uncle. They had two of my male cousins over there across the street. On an uncle, my other two male cousins over there. So I'm like growing up, yeah, Valley Stream, Long Island, and just growing up with all these adventurous and very like athletic male figures. And so I guess I was a little bit of a tomboy growing up. I can't see that at all. (laughs) (laughs) What (laughs) are you trying to say? (laughs) Anyways, um, so back then skateboarding we used to do bmx making these trails in the woods a little bit of woods that you had in between the southern state parkway and uh, the neighborhood and so we build trails dig ditches break glass in the ditches and be like you gotta jump this otherwise you you, like fall no i'm not joking wow so whose idea (laughs) was that and who actually thought anyone actually fall and get hurt no (laughs) Right. <laughs> it does sound exactly. like that. But even like, so I started, but not even just my cousins and my brothers. It was also like my aunts and uncles. Like we used to go out. Like I learned to ski when I was four. We went to Shawnee in PA or Vernon Valley, so, which uh, is now Mountain Creek. Yeah. How did you, how did you, I mean, you're Filipino, right? Yeah. Filipino descent. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing there's not a lot of skiing. It's not part of the Filipino culture to do snow sports because... It's not like that. I mean, I, I got started skiing at two because my dad was a big skier. Mm. Or two or three. I forgot how old I was. But, okay. Um, but how did that happen since it's not really part of the culture? Uh, and were your parents, I'm guessing your family immigrated here. Yeah. But how many generations ago? No, they're the first generation. So then they started skiing right away? No. Yeah. Wow, yeah. Well, I mean, my parents were. It was more so. So my dad is one of 12. What? Okay. <laughs> Which is, is that? That's actually not that uncommon with the Filipino. In the Filipino, families, right? yeah. yeah, yeah. So my dad is one of twelve, and my grandmother is was born in Kauai, Hawaii, mm-hmm. and my grandfather's in the Philippines. So everybody out of the twelve of them, so they had my grandmother had the U.S. citizenship, my grandfather had the Filipino citizenship. So when everybody turned eighteen, it's like you decide either you want to live in the U.S. and get the U.S. citizenship or stay in the Philippines and you'll have your Filipino citizenship. So they had this one apartment in Queens and this kind of like the landing spot for when, when a child turned 18, they, really? would, they would live in this apartment. Yeah, so system. everybody lived in that apartment so which, 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 in Queens. Are you talking about like, this is your it's, grandparents, grandchildren you're talking about here. These are my aunts. Oh, and aunts okay. So yeah. where, were they, wait, where were they raised? In the Philippines, so they were in the Philippines in Cebu. Oh, and well, then, Cebu's so, beautiful, a beautiful island, right? Yeah, I've been to uh, uh, Boracay. 
mm. which is also beautiful. But mm-hmm. Cebu is supposed to be like amazing. Yeah, that's where the whale sharks are. A lot of people go swimming and diving with the whale sharks. I mean, what a what a culture shock going from Cebu to Queens. It's like, it's like coming <laughs> yeah. to America status. I was right gonna say coming. Good to morning, America. my neighbors. <laughs> Shut them. <laughs> No, I love it. But yeah, coming to America, that's actually one of my favorite movies. <laughs> same, same. I didn't see the second one because I'm afraid it's going to ruin it. But yeah. I didn't see it either. Yeah. I know. I get yeah. it. I get it. So they, they, so they have this little crash pad in, in Queens for everyone to kind of land in when they come to, to the States mm-hmm. with, with citizenship, of course. So we're not like talking illegally coming here. They, no. like, they, they turn 18 and boom, citizen, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and then... I mean, everybody was just active, really. I don't know how it really started mm-hmm. for them and who's the one that started everybody going skiing or... Because, like, it wasn't just skiing. That I also used to, like, living in Long Island, we would drive up to New Paltz and go mountain biking, too. Well, that's funny because... I'm a little kid. You, know, <laughs> you, you definitely choose a lot of our adventures. And we're always... Literally, I feel like every other weekend we were in New Paltz this year. Because because of your choices and but the thing that's your backyard and everything was amazing like you know like the back of your hand. I mean, New Paltz is magical. Yeah, it really is. It's funny. We have glacial lakes, waterfalls, ridge lines. I feel like we've only touched on a lot of the beauty there. And uh, one of the hikes, like Gertrude's nose, we did. Mm-hmm. That's probably one of the most beautiful hikes I've ever done. And I didn't realize those were like those kind of rock formations on the East Coast. I, mm-hmm. I assumed a lot of that stuff, granted, it's, it's not as red as out West, but it was beautiful. Yeah. Like, I didn't know that existed here. And it's only like an hour and a half to two, two hours from the city. Yeah. 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 A little less than that. Yeah. 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 Right. It's amazing. So. When I show people some of the things that you could see from the city, yeah. like Breakneck Ridge, or yeah. even like Catterskill Falls. Catterskill Falls There's gorgeous. a lot, and like, where is this? Exactly. This is in New York? I'm like, you'll We had surprised. so many people commenting on the Gertrude's Nose and Catterskill Falls, like, where is this? Where'd you guys <laughs> go? And I, and we said it was in New York State, it's in uh, Midwest State Park, right? Mm-hmm. And people are shocked, amazed. But I think that's like the beauty of Outsiders, and, and you've been doing the outdoor adventures for other groups prior to Outsiders. Mm-hmm introducing them to the outdoors. I mean, us, the big part of, of what we're doing is community. Obviously, we've spoken about this many times. How right. It's not just an outdoor adventure outfitter, right? But being able to provide the unique viewpoint into stuff that's near New York City is, is it brings me happiness. Yeah. 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 And I love to see the joy when people just have that awe or just stepping into like a new experience and just opening their eyes. Absolutely. And these are city slickers, right? City folks. So th- yeah. it's, it's funny to see how one of the most fulfilling things for me to see is their demeanor when we're in the city picking them up, right? You don't see that because usually you meet us out there. But, you know, they're, they're in their city mode. They're excited, but they're still like, you know, the city vibe. Yeah. But once we've gotten into like 45 minutes of a trail, you see like there's they feel they look so much lighter if you understand what i'm saying like the stress is no longer wearing down on them physically when we're I'm looking at them i feel like they're they're standing up taller they're they're, they're just in a better mood their aura around them if you're speaking those terms is just brighter you know um that's such a great experience i feel it too yeah so, yeah now i get it and so um so you know my cousin helen yes that's how we met so we actually okay <laughs> let's backtrack a little bit <laughs> 
So uh, everyone by now should know that I've worked in nightlife. We mentioned it in every episode. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Helen, your cousin, also worked in nightlife. I think you may have had some, you worked in nightlife a little bit as well. No, Dabble I just hung bit. out. It you was like, Riffraff was like my cheers. That's really Riffraff, yeah. <laughs> so I met Helen, I don't remember where I met Helen, but we reconnected when Riffraff turned into squares. Mm-hmm. And... Um, we started following each other on social media and Helen told me, you need to speak to my cousin. She's like, she does these adventures for work. Like she's the expert guide. I'm like, sure. So we met up in public in the, in the lobby lounge on the second floor. Right. And you show up with like, wow, that's, I looked at your stature. Like, okay, she's an expert guy. Like I'm sure people look at you and like, you were really expert guy. Like she's like, the one handling. You're gonna save me. Don't be fooled. <laughs> Good bang. Go ahead. I, I'm not gonna lie. I literally saw her jump out of a giant white pickup truck, and I wasn't expecting her to be the person that was coming upstairs. <laughs> right. Right. But but her knowledge and expertise and her, I guess her attitude, like larger than life, and then your knowledge about like about your uh, your your field of expertise is just mm-hmm. amazing. Thank you. So you're a beast like honestly having you you joined the team officially like full on i'd say probably in september right october yeah, september and it's been a blessing i say it's a blessing on my part for real <laughs> because one you it's like now we have an official like you really know everything about uh the outdoors you can speak on rock formations plant vegetation like mm-hmm. the trails the history you know we and but on top of that i feel safe you know, in the sense where, not that I didn't feel safe before, but I feel safe knowing that I don't have to be the one to worry about everything. You know, <laughs> you, you're, you're a wilderness first responder. Mm-hmm. We, had, we have uh, Ifani, who's a fireman, right? right? So we have people on our team that can handle emergencies. But most of all, like everyone goes to you for the information. Everyone trusts you. And you just, you have this aura about you in nature, right? Uh, that just is, exudes confidence, and it makes me feel so comfortable. Aww. So I appreciate you being part Thank of the team. Thank you. I'm glad to give that form of comfort <laughs> of to course. you. Of course. I mean, think about it. Like, and to everyone else. Yeah. 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 And beyond that, like, that's, that's not – because Outsiders is so community-driven, your, your personality type has to be a certain way, and you complement it so well. Well, the camping weekend we did was so much fun. I feel like everybody who was involved in that, even the staff, even the the videographer, Kim, mm-hmm. Kim, Kim Hunt, yeah, everyone was complimentary to the whole vibe. It was just perfect. It was a great weekend. It was. We're going to do another one in October. I you can't already told you. So, wait. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I mean, I'm really looking forward to all the other destination trips we're doing and have you join those as well. I mean, even if you're not like a licensed expert guide in some of the states we're going, I don't know how that works, of, of course, but like, having you there is going to be a lot of fun even just on the party side right like just like hanging out and after a good hike grabbing some drinks and having some food like that vibe is amazing i could talk about this the whole time but we're not talking about that we're talking about you and how you became who you are well i mean it's important to be a part of like you got to learn know how to have fun Mm -hmm. with our group everybody and like i love how stepping into this community yeah and how you have created this like everybody has just i don't know it's just it's just a strong build and a strong bond i describe it as this so i describe it as a chosen family there you I go i say that because yeah you have your family but really your family you can't choose them they're your family you love them but you can't choose them some some of them you know some of my family i'm like 
if we weren't related, I probably wouldn't hang out with you, right? <laughs> but these people, I've chosen to make my family mm -hmm. because I love how I feel around them. It mm -hmm. feels great. And, and same with the people that work for outsiders or work with outsiders, I should say. Yeah. You know? It's it's a family. Like I love hanging out with you, Ifani, Sarah, Jamie. I'm gonna keep on going. Javier, everybody on that list. <laughs> Pat, like, there's there's a lot of us, right? But I, yeah. I my, Max, I mean, Jen. I could talk about every person. If I haven't mentioned your name, I'm definitely thinking about you as well. But it's amazing. Yeah. So I love the people that you surrounded. You know, like they're. And like you've introduced me to some awesome people. Yeah, Amelia. Yeah. yeah. She's helping you with that. So with my events. other than other than <laughs> outdoor adventures, Julian is like the typical New Yorker with like a million hustles, I feel like. <laughs> um Yeah, you have like three or four jobs, right? Yeah, three or four jobs, yeah. Yeah. Tell us what you do if you're okay with telling us what you do. Yeah, that's really fine. I mean, people will call me like the Jill of all trades. <laughs> You want to call it That's that? That's a clever name, yeah. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so I also have an event design business and specialize in a lot of floral and greenery installations, um, decorating like social events, weddings, birthday parties, and it's called Mother Flora Designs. Mother Flora Designs. Mother Flora Designs. Mother Flora Designs. <laughs> That's a great name. Okay. Yeah. Plug, plug, guys, if you need uh, event um, decor, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, services. Jillian's the woman. <laughs> and if you need someone to rescue you out of a uh, trail, she's also the woman. <laughs> yep. 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 Or if you also need your website designed. <laughs> oh, that's right. You work, you work with, um, do you do that for yourself? Do you, you work with Bento no, Box? No, that's, yeah. yeah. Bento Box I work I for you, as well. Do you sales for them or do you actually do design? I do sales for them. Okay. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. All right. So we're talking about <clears throat> how your family came from the Philippines and was all into winter sports was unusual. Mm -hmm. This is your childhood, right? Yeah. Okay. Unusual, but it's awesome. It's not negative in any, any, any way. I think it's great. Um, what did, when you were like, when you were in high school, tell me about your high school time. Like, were you just outdoor and adventurous as well? Like, I feel like you're very multifaceted, very dynamic. There's like the party side of you, there's like the business side of you, the hustler side, and there's like this nature side. You live, you live out uh, like 45 minutes from Manhattan on this lake, yeah. but, you're in, but you're in the city all the time. I know. So you're like, you're like <laughs> I feel like you're multiple people in one. I'm not calling you bipolar by any means, but you're definitely like diverse. I, have, I definitely have a lot of energy. I'll tell yeah. you that. Yeah. And so I've definitely been the person where if I have an hour free time, most people knowing all the things that I've done throughout the day already, if yeah. I had an hour spare time, people would probably lay down and relax. I'm like, maybe I could go for a run. Maybe I could go to a bike ride. Yeah. What can I do right now? I <laughs> so, hear you. I've always liked that. But I also, I love how you said multifaceted because I find it really important to be that type of person mm -hmm. and like, don't put all your eggs in one basket. No, I agree. Yeah. And, but I also think that that also keeps your interest too, though. I'm a very curious person too. Yeah. But I yeah. think doing many, many different tasks or jobs, mm -hmm. it doesn't get, it, it kind of helps prevent you getting bored from the same old routine because mm -hmm. you have multiple tasks at hand and problems you're trying to solve, right? Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Kind of, kind of like why I love having you on Outsiders because I'm <laughs> like, here, these are the problems. Help me. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Um, so in high school, what did you, you do in high school? So high school, I was definitely a big partier. What did you do for fun and what did you do for, as far as partying? Like, Aside from partying? No, what would you do? Like you go out and drink a bunch, or hang out with friends, go to parties all the time? Yeah. All of the above. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Also, God, even when I was 16, I was using like a fake ID to get into places. That didn't work for me, honestly. Because I was like, I was eight years old when I was 15. You know, it was very interesting. Well, yeah. I mean, I definitely look like I was 18 years old when I was 16. Eight years old? I mean, so. Yeah. (laughs) So. I remember the first time I got into a bar, I used my friend's ID, in which she's Italian. And I'm like, here you go. And I smiled and I got in. Of like, course you great. did. <laughs> see, girls can do that. <laughs> Guys can't do that. Um, so you did but, that. But yeah, what, it was what a was bunch your, of partying. What, what did you want to do? Like, did you know what you want to do? Like, did you have a, I want to be, you know, an astronaut when I grew up or whatever. What you what you want to do when you grew up, when you were in high school? What did you think you were going to do? I had no idea, actually. And so I was really trying to figure it out. Um, I did cheerleading. I did tennis, too, throughout high school. And I think I was more so I just wanted to be the social person. Like, you know, like I that's another thing. Like, I'm always, because then... I have the influence of all my cousins and my brothers, and we were all very big drinkers back then, okay. too. <laughs> so <laughs> so I would tell you back that. Back then? <laughs> <laughs> Not More as so much already. right now. Yeah. 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 So crazy. So I would probably say it was our family party. I probably shouldn't even be talking about this, but <laughs> let's like, see where this goes. You guys are gonna get this out. whole story of my family. My family's gonna kill me. They're like, you're saying all these stories about us let's and making it. us look so bad. But the first time I blacked out was probably oh when I was. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, she's volunteering this information. Keep on going. I know, uh, <laughs> but you need to uh, be on beer with Bams. <laughs> Stop, stop. He's got his own uh, video blog, uh, online YouTube show. I don't know how to describe it, but he does beer reviews that aren't beer reviews. Mm -hmm. Oh, are you on the mic? Can we hear you? Oh, it really is just nonsense. Okay, funny. That's pretty much all it is. I got to check it out. So, what happened this first time you blacked out? Let's hear about this. Well, Christmas party. Oh, family party. Kind of makes sense. I've been to a Filipino party. Yeah. 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 I remember the next day when I woke up, my mom and my aunt were in the kitchen. I had no idea what happened. I'm like, oh, I fell asleep. Like I woke up. Like I remember I was just in the living room and then I woke up in bed. Hold on. I got to get some popcorn for the story. Uh, Stop. (laughs) But no, when I went in the kitchen, my mom and my aunt were there. I had the biggest pounding headache. And then they were like, how are you feeling? I'm like, not good. <laughs> and they're like, so you're never going to drink again, are you? I'm like, yeah. Little did we know. I just got to were you? What did you drink that night? Um, actually, I don't remember. It was definitely mixed drinks. 
Of, of but course I don't, it was. Yeah, I mean, for me to like. When you're underage, you order any drink you know the name of. My 21st birthday, and I was underage, I was ordering like, let me get a Midori Sour, a, a what else did I order? Cranberry a Long Island Iced Tea, a Sex on the Beach, like all these drinks <laughs> in one sitting. It wasn't good. Amaretto Sour. Yeah, Amaretto Sour. <laughs> like, these. these drinks are terrible. I know. They taste so bad. <laughs> And forget the, head, the hangover. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. So um, you, you got blackout. And, anyways. Yeah. Yeah. But no, that's, I'm just, just saying that. I don't know. We were just a big family of drinkers. What was, and, uh, what, what would you do for work in high school? You seem like you probably had a bunch of jobs in high school too. Um, I worked at a coffee shop. What did you do? The coffee shop? Mm-hmm. It was just a coffee shop. And I was there for a while. You can hear that New York accent. Yeah, you see like, that Long Island, right? Shop. You heard that New York accent. That was Long Island. I worked at a coffee shop. Yeah. Oh no! I thought you said coffee. <laughs> 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 okay. So when when did you when did you actually? Well, I'm not gonna jump ahead that far. So we're at the coffee shop. It was actually a very fun coffee shop, and like I made. I know what you guys are thinking. <laughs> what? Never mind. I worked at this cafe. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> and so, uh, and so this cafe, it was almost like they hired like good looking girls and we were, we, and I loved, like we blasted our music yeah. and, and we used to just sing along and <laughs> just make coffee and just, it, we just had the greatest time and it just reminded me of coyote ugly for oh cafes. The, the cafe version okay <laughs> <laughs> so when, when you graduated high school did you, did you go directly to college i went to community college mm -hmm. um but so yeah going like still trying to figure out what i want to do and then i started working for an optical and then I'm definitely the type of person when I start something, huh? You're starting to work where? At an optical, like an eyeglass okay. shop. It's so I'm definitely the type of person where I don't want to keep asking people about things. Like if I didn't know if somebody came up to me and like, um, I want you to read my eyeglasses or something like that. And like, oh, I don't have an optician around. And so I kept asking and I want to learn more and more and then so I decided to go to school for it for optometry, optometry. Yeah. and then uh, I became an optician at which is now my fallback job right crazy <laughs> but yeah and so, so I went to school wow. for optometry <laughs> yeah and then actually working for this optical for the longest time I ended up picking up being an outdoor guide on the side. Okay. So how during you, how, the week, how, that, how did that happen? Like, obviously, I'm sure you're doing these outdoor adventures on your own for fun, right? Yes. So tell us the progression. Like you were doing this for fun. What were you doing? And then how did you end up stumbling into being a, being a guide? Well, so my day-to-day -day normally looked like I would wake up really early in the morning. I would go for a trail run, go home, shower, go to the optical. Afterwards, probably play volleyball. So it, we obviously established that I was always very active. Yeah. And so also I always had like a big eye for outdoor adventure and nobody was really like, I was also like probably even through junior high, I was telling my mom trying to force her to like pay for these camps and like, I want to join this camp. Sorry. I keep jumping all over the no, place. No, that's but fine. Yeah. I, I'm just curious to know who introduced you to the outdoors. Like who, who was the one that was like that, 
that sparked this interest in you? I, I think it really was just me growing up. Okay. Um, yeah, because we've had the outdoors and I don't know what it was. Like I was always even just signing up for newsletters or just reading articles or going online and just seeing that, like all the adventures that other people are doing. Yeah. I'm like, I want to be a part of it. And like I told you, I was always a very curious person mm -hmm. and I've always lived my life of I never want to wonder I want to do it so right. if it's and yeah that's one thing I still live by I never if there's something that I want to do I'm going to find a way to do it that's great yeah and so You're motivated by passion mm -hmm. and not by fear and that's something that I strive for but I can't I can't say I succeed a lot mm -hmm. as far as like sometimes I let the fear be the motivating factor for the failure for example uh -huh. but the passion stuff when, you, when you're motivated by passion I think there's no ceiling to what you can accomplish, you know? Yeah. 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 So there's this one company that I've always been subscribed to. So I bet you there's people in the city that are like subscribed to your newsletters with outsiders. So it was kind of like yeah. how what this company was doing for me, Discover Outdoors. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. So one day I'm like, you know what? I'm going to reach out to them. I reached out to them. I emailed them to see if they were hiring. I'm like, I, I don't, I'm not licensed or anything, but like, I do have a love for the outdoors. Right. And so I just like typed up this whole paragraph, or like this email, I sent it over to him. And then he was saying, and we ended up jumping on the phone. And he was saying, well, he mentioned, there was a bunch of stuff where he was in like, uh, for what they would need to be an outdoor guide right. and wilderness first responder was one of them yeah. and i'm like okay and so this was probably in october yeah and and then so and then i saw that there was a class wilderness first responder cert re certification course in december okay. i'm like great lucas was his name and then like thank you lucas and i'm like so there's a course in december so if i take that and then I would revisit you. He's like, hold up, Wilderness First Responder, getting your woofer, what they call it for short, WFR, woofer. Yeah. And so when you, they were like, doesn't guarantee employment. You still have to go through the interview process. I'm like, okay, great. Well, <laughs> I went ahead with it. Yeah. And then I emailed him back in January. I'm like, hey, Lucas, remember me? Yeah. And so, and like, we spoke back in October. Well, I ended up taking the Wilderness First Responder course and I passed. So a surprise, I got it. I'm a woofer. And <laughs> <laughs> so let's revisit and let's talk again. He was like, I like your persistence. Yeah. And so I went in for the interview. And also, I, I had a really good friend who's also a yoga instructor. And I told him I got my woofer. And he was also guiding for another company. And he's like, we're actually hiring too. What company was that? Uh, outdoor Mountain Guys. Like, they're not around anymore. Okay. Yeah. And same thing with Discover Outdoors, but mm. yeah. So I ended up talking to them, which is crazy because, so you have to do an interview hike first and you're leading people along with another, with a licensed guide. Right. And so I ended up having both interview hikes on the same weekend, one on Saturday and one on Sunday. And so I did it back to back, two how different far, how locations. Far, how far are these hikes? They were actually, both of them, well, one was in Harriman, one was Storm King Mountain. Okay, yeah. And it wasn't that long. Like Storm King's short. 
Right? No, it can it can be long. Well, I guess the trail I was like three there miles. There is a direct route. Yeah, that's when we did. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, it was only like around like three to five miles yeah. around there. It's so both of them, interview hike, found out on Monday, I got with both jobs. So So I started guiding on the weekends for the outdoor mountain guides and also for Discover Outdoors. Okay. And yeah, and then, so I just kept doing that. Um, my other friend, who was a yoga instructor, he and his wife at the time also built a yoga routine and wellness center. I became their uh, outdoor excursion leader for the yoga routine and wellness center. Wow. So before you, like, I was an optician during the week. I was either guiding for Discover Outdoors, either guiding for the outdoor mountain guides, either doing retreats at this yoga routine so and you wellness had no center. Days off. But I was having so much fun. I mean, it's yeah. not really like work. If it's not really work, if you're loving it, right? Yeah. 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 That's a lot of work, though. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. So when did when did uh, how long were you doing that? How long did that last? Mm, working full time, um, probably for a good couple of years. How long ago was this? This started. It was 2016. Okay. Yeah. So, um, so you did two or years. 2017. So yeah. Ended 2018. I mentioned 2018, didn't I? Did we mean 2018? Or 2019. Yeah. I think it was 2019. Yeah. Yeah. And then, so when you stopped the uh, optometry thing, uh, op ophthalmology. Yeah. So know, <laughs> <laughs> optometry. Yeah. And so. What ended up happening, I was working with Discover Outdoors for so long, and then they actually asked me if I wanted to be start working operations with them. Okay. And I knew, yes, I do want to do it yeah. because I love, like, I want to be on the back end. I want to be creating these trips. Like, I don't want to just be in the front end. Like, I want to, right. like, yeah. Which, uh, which I want all the knowledge. From, I want all the knowledge. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so when... This actually was happening around the time that my cousin was getting married in New Zealand. And I had already planned on going out to New Zealand for a month so or a like, month and like a half. That's an outdoor person, outdoor adventurer's dream location. Yeah. Right? yeah. So uh, this was kind of like a few months before I was about to do that. So I was going to go. I decided to travel and throughout New Zealand and Australia. I was going to do that for like a month, month and a half. I haven't decided yet. Yeah. And my job, they were completely fine with it. But wow. then, I guess, like, all the doctors, like, everybody knew that it was coming because I was always working on the side with this guiding on the side. Yeah. They were, like, trying to hold on to me for as long as they can. They're like, we love you. Like, we, we, need, we, like, we need you. But yeah. we know what's happening. And, you like, we have to let you go. Dear Butterfly. <laughs> let you go as in <laughs> like, they let you go or you quit. <laughs> so I, I told them. I'm like, well, okay, so this is the opportunity. I'm going to be away. I'm, I'm, you already expected me to be away for a month and a half. Yeah. Um, it's time for me to go. Like I, so I knew coming back, I would have that job with Discover Outdoors, doing operations with them. Nice. So I left the optical field, and since now I don't have a job and I had another job waiting for me, I decided to extend my trip. I had my girlfriend, like my friend, um, my really good friend, like we traveled, like, we met playing volleyball and I told her that she planned on traveling for a year. Yeah. And 
uh, I told her that I was going to go to New Zealand, Australia. She's like, I'll meet you. I'm like, great, perfect. And I'm like, well, I have a wedding to go to. And she was like, I'll figure something else out to do. I'm like, all right, great. And then I have my friend Sam that lived in Auckland, New Zealand, and mm-hmm. he was on like an eight-week holiday. So it was like perfect. He was like, I got a place for you guys to stay, and we're also doing this, this, and that, and oh, other people perfect. are going to be coming by. I'm like, this works out perfectly. So we were just traveling all throughout New Zealand, um, Australia, and like, actually, I jumped ahead when I told Bree that I'm leaving my job, and I asked her, I'm like, do you want to extend and check out Southeast Asia? She's like, oh, where'd Fuck you yeah. go? So we did New Zealand, Australia, Thailand. I went to Vietnam, met Brie back yes. up in Thailand, and then went to the Philippines. And then I had to come back to the States because I had a bachelorette party to go in Vegas. That's- but <laughs> but oh, we, were, we were gone for like a good five months. A good five months. Five months. No, I was going to say, I had to come back to the United States because we had some drinking to do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Five months, that's amazing. I've never been away from the States for five months. It was uh, life-changing. I'm sure. I mean, so since then, was that kind of inspiring you to not go back? I mean, you weren't planning on going back to optometry then, but uh-huh. were, was that inspire you to kind of like no longer go back to the corporate life? Mm, maybe. I like definitely more, need the flexibility. I'll tell you that. Yeah, I, yeah. I see that. Yeah. I mean, w- yeah. knowing what I know of you, Watching your social media stories, you seem like a free bird who does not want to be tied down to any sort of corporate job, mm-hmm. right? I see how much happiness the outdoors brings you. Yep. Um, do you feel like you can make a solid career and future out of that? It's either that or my events too. You do both. Yeah. Because they don't coincide. Well, I guess they may coincide with time wise somehow. But if you grow both, you can make a way, make it work somehow, right? Yeah. I mean, I, I'm, you know, I'm trying to scale outsiders and I want you with us. So, <laughs> I mean, we're not there yet. So I can't be like here, full-time salary. No, but like eventually one day, if we can make that happen, I'd love to make that happen. Yeah. Or yeah. do some like awesome retreats that I would like decorate. Or yeah, do some or awesome like nighttime hikes and have like a summit dinner. <laughs> or even, and we should probably talk about this off camera, but like take <laughs> over some of these camps that have gone under. Mm-hmm. redecorate them and take them over you know partner with the owners what are we gonna call it we'll figure that off that <laughs> takes me a while to figure out <laughs> um yeah that's 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 a good idea i mean i think you can do both i mean the, the important thing that is one obviously that you can make a, a living mm-hmm. secondly that it fulfills you now i don't see opt- optometry (laughs) ophthalmology optometry optometry i don't see that uh, (laughs) fulfilling you personally otherwise you'd still be doing it but also remote sales you like that i do (laughs) no i'm I'm, wait you said you work for bento box right yep i thought that was just like a thing that's an actual company bento box oh so you're thinking about like the japanese containers yes yes yes. everybody thinks that yes all right no, that's not who I'm working for. <laughs> Thank like, you for clarifying that. The first that, time I, I mentioned this. Yeah, no judgments. I, oh she, yeah, she totally judged you. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, so like my best friend, Rachel, when I mentioned, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm going to be working for this company called Bento Box. And she's like, oh, great, congrats. And then a few days later, she's like, wait, do you guys sell those containers? Because I'm about to buy some for my kids. I'm oh like, my. no. <laughs> No. Explain what it is. I know what it is now because of Eddie Lee. Okay. Yeah. Okay. 
Yeah, so we designed websites strictly just for the restaurant industry and hospitality. Mm. And yeah. so Bento Box is like, it's all com like we're your one-stop shop, like all these little compartments, like events management, catering, See, that's actually, That's a good name for it's a thing. It's a great there name. There you that's go. A, that's a perfect name. And it's so much fun talking to people about building their website. Yeah. I like it's well, because I mean you 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 you're obviously creative, right? So you get to pull the ideas out of them, help them. I mean that's a creative process. Yeah. And help them put it together. Mm -hmm. So it's your creativity plus your operations side in effect, right there. No wonder you love it. Mm -hmm. um, and like I'll still be able to. It's so funny because now like everybody knows what I do. And then one time I jumped on Zoom to help like one of my colleagues, and they're like, "Can you help me with this?" I'm like, "Yeah, sure, no problem." So I jumped on Zoom, and they're like what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm doing floral arrangements. <laughs> <laughs> but I still have my, I'm still making calls. I'm calling people and I could still do this and talk. So I couldn't you do know? that. I'm not, I can multitask, but not that kind of <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, What are your, I mean, what are your goals and dreams? It could be long-term and short-term. You know, somebody asked me this the other day and I'm not sure, like, it's more so, like, I could make a whole list of things. Like, I want to probably start, like, with Mother Flora Designs. And, like, yes, I want to be a part, like, I want, I'm a part of every event, but I also want to have multiple events and kind of project managing that mm -hmm. as well. I want to own a boat, have my own lake house. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and, yeah, I mean, I just... There's so many dreams and goals. That sounds kind of, I mean, obviously tied to financial achievements, right? Yes, financial What stability. about personal stuff? Personal? Uh, like would, you, would you want a family? Like of what course. Are your, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Definitely want a family. I'm a big family person. Mm -hmm. You know, like coming from a large family. I've even thought about like where I would raise my family. And like everybody lives within the tri-state area. I have right. a big family in the tri-state area. And so... Yes, I want to live in New York. Even though as much as I would like, people would picture me in like Colorado or yeah, out on the West yeah. Coast. I'm like, I could see me doing that like temporarily just for a little bit. Right. But to actually like have a base. And I want to have those large family parties that mm -hmm. we mm. would always have. Like Thanksgiving, it would be my to Margo's out in Long Island. And we would have three turkeys how many people? Um, probably like 50 people. Wow. And that's so, and they would come out in waves. Like we wouldn't sit down and have, like it was just like buffet style. Like everybody's just, you're watching the football games over here. Some people are like having. Well, I love or, well, the wave, the wave set up for Thanksgiving is perfect. Yeah. Because you can eat, nap, eat mm -hmm. some more. That Bams, yeah. comes to some, Bams and I celebrate Thanksgiving together. Yep, every, I, I go to every year to his mom's house for Thanksgiving. Yeah. Oh, nice. Every year, and he see me every year. I, I think I go like eight plates. Yeah, <laughs> there's always that good nap in between. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> so like I end up doing the small plates now. I used to do the big plates, but now it's just use like the small plates, so that'll like, okay, like Portion I want to fill that up, and oh, yeah. then... <laughs> that goes out the window for me. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, you have the first turkey that comes out at 12, the next one that comes out at like two. Like mm. she's like, my aunt has it like perfect. Well, we might have to make an and appearance, then the next <laughs> <laughs> And then the desserts come out. Forget about all the pies. And I'm not a pie person, but mm. we'll have like 15 pies I'm on top pie of all. 
I'm a the pie other person. desserts that we'll have. If you don't finish them, bring them next time. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I know the answer to this question, but um, what motivates you to keep pursuing your dreams? Um, keep pursuing my dreams. I don't know. It's really, I mean, you do know it. It's the passion. Right. <laughs> it really is the passion. Say, I would say like, uh, your freedom. Yeah. The maintaining your freedom is what I gather from what I know of you. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. Yep. Oh, this is a good one. I answered it for you. Right? <laughs> you <did>. There you <laughs> go. <laughs> um, and another question for you. What advice would you give high school you? I mean, were you... Actually, no, just answer that question. What advice would you give high school you? Mm. Don't think about, stop like wondering what other people are thinking about you and just live your life. Mm-hmm. What, you, what sounds like you struggled with something. What, what were they judging you for or whatever? It was like more so like, oh, like if I'm not like, like I'm tiny and I'm not strong enough or you're definitely or like <laughs> <laughs> worry about that. <laughs> or like or it was just always thinking about like every like little girl just thinking about like their image and like mm-hmm. image yep. issues and all and it's like which is a lot worse these days with social yeah, media. Yeah. So it's really hard one. It's like no. And like you have the confidence. You have all you have all it you need. Everyone, that's within you. I mean, not everyone, but I think that's a, a message a lot of people will give themselves when mm-hmm. they're younger. I mean, people should probably remind themselves throughout their years, even as adults. Mm-hmm. You know, I tell myself, I have to remind myself of, to be confident with all my decision making, whether it be business or personal. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, what's your favorite part of Outsiders? <clears throat> and you give many. I know uh-huh. <laughs> I know. Oh, God. I mean, like, I love the community. I really do. I love just seeing, like, and seeing it grow. Like, this person met this person on this trip, and then now they're best friends. Yeah. And they're renting a cabin together yeah. on the next trip. And then... And then now these other people are groups. And like, so now these four girls are staying in a room together. So it's just yeah. all like everybody's building their whole clique. Tara, Kathy, Shayna, That's you. what I'm like thinking. <laughs> like yeah. all these little community, like everybody's so, uh, building. Cynthia as well, who's your friend. Yeah. yeah she, I mean, she connected. Mm-hmm. And they're like, they're like best friends, those girls. I know. You got a hotel room at the Rockaway Hotel that night. Yeah. But you crashed as well, which is awesome. I did. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of my favorite parts. Um, sorry, I interrupted you. What else? Oh, um, there really is a lot. There really is a lot. I mean, you and all the guides, uh, like everybody is so strong and confident. I love all our energy. Actually, even like the whole community, yeah, like yeah, everybody's energetic that comes in, and they like come, we all vibe they come, very yeah, well. People with uh, like-minded individuals looking for the same thing. I feel exactly. Like. Yeah. Um, this is a little more of a serious topic, but what uh, can you tell us about your experience with the outdoors as a person of color? Mm-hmm. Um, we know, especially prior to the BLM movement last year. A lot of these outdoor brands, you look at their advertising and their target audience, and it was very vanilla, very, like, you just see white people in their ads. You go to the state parks, it's just, you know, predominantly white people. The 
the figures of authority are also that way as well. So uh, tell us about your experience and how you feel about that. And we, yeah, let's start with that. Yeah. I mean that, and also being a female. Yeah. Like I'm, I feel like I'm constantly in competition. I have to prove myself and prove my knowledge. And so even companies that I've worked with before, like they've noticed how, like I've noticed that I would be the only person of color yeah. within there. And then... Oh, the other outdoor companies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I noticed that as well. When we started Outsiders, first off, my network is not one-dimensional. Mm-hmm. It's very diverse. So mm-hmm. I made sure that... I mean, I didn't, I didn't hire you. Oh, sh- I didn't even see. I just saw your... I saw your knowledge and expertise and your vibe. Like, we got to get her on board somehow, right? Mm-hmm. But... Yeah, I don't. I wouldn't be able to work with. I wouldn't be able. It's not my thing is to see one kind of person. It's kind of stale, you know. <laughs> I know. So what did you do when they saw that? Would they how they react or would they do to kind of change? Did they do anything to change that? I mean, I didn't take any steps to change it. What do you mean? Uh, like so, I mean, or like more so, like like you want to have your voice heard. Like maybe you want to point this out. And like mm-hmm. I notice it, but I didn't say anything. Why not? I don't know. And like it no, really okay. was, I mean, and so I I wasn't sure. Like it was more so like I noticed it, and I'm like, okay, well these are the only people that are into the outdoors. Which is not true now. No, it's not. I mean, not now. Um, it's never been true. No. Th- and then so I was thinking like these are the only like guides or like the wilderness first responders, and just really, and uh, like. I love that we have this yeah. outsiders no, and I how love, diverse this is. Too. No, I really love. So we uh, we were doing a hike. I don't want to m- mention where we were doing it, but it was a state park, and we got a an email. I got an email from the park superintendent, like saying, "I'm doing this hike illegally. Cancel tomorrow or otherwise." Like threatening. Mm-hmm. So I called you in a bit of a panic, yeah. and you're like, "I know the guy. Let me handle this." Which again, thank you because. You know, having to balance every piece of every logistical detail on these trips and then having to deal with a dude like that yeah. is frustrating. But the phone call you gave me after one, you called me and said it's sorted. But when you described how the, the conversation went down, I, I felt great because he was like, he didn't, try, he didn't believe that you knew what you were talking about. Mm-hmm. And he told me he was like quizzing you hard and firing rapid, rapid fire questions at you to see if you knew what you were talking about. And you shot him, shot him down one at a time. And in back of my mind, I'm like, hell yeah, yeah, take that. Like, you know, <laughs> you, you, you granola dude, like, I got a pit bull in my corner. What's up now? You know, that's how I felt. I'm not joking. I'm like, you know, like, yo, take that. You know, I walk away. That's mm-hmm. how I felt. I felt like I had the strongest individual on my team in you. And you just handled that for me. Oh. And he was, and I, I, I mean, that dude. His message to me was so frustrating. When you called me back, I was like, I served him. You know? <laughs> it felt great. It felt great. And um, even the better part was when we came back with all that track. Because his concern was, they had a number of concerns. Mm-hmm. One that we didn't know what we were doing. We would damage a park and so on. Yeah. And another one of our guides on the trail is animated about picking up trash. Not being told. She just, that's her thing. Right. We came back with like two big plastic, maybe a garbage bag, I forgot, but a yeah. lot of trash from the trail. So we go to this, I think it might have been the same guy. No, but he was, so he was actually the head ranger 
at the time over there. That and so the that, other person that we that was emailing, yeah. he was he was actually um, within the operation. I forgot what his title is, but he was above him. Okay. But then this is a guy who is in the park and he was in charge of everybody else. Exactly. But, yeah. So we handed him the bag and he was like, uh, he comes back. They go, are you the outsiders? I'm like, yeah. He goes, okay. And walks away. I'm like, how about a thank you? How about a, just like, like just rude. It was just, the whole experience was, you know what? The whole experience was not conducive to making the outdoors inclusive, mm -hmm. you know? And it just rubbed me the wrong way. Um, but again, like, even that taking place, I got so much satisfaction with the way he got served by you, you know, <laughs> like the way you showed your expertise and there was no doubt it was done confidently. Like I mean, like one, I also kind of get like, because get it where like when everybody was forced to shelter in place, we're trying to push everybody out to the parks, mm -hmm. like go, go out. And then so, so many people were going out into the parks, but not realizing all the right. leave and, no trace and rules and all of these were like and so they were just kept thinking you have all these groups that are coming out they're leaving trash all over the place they yeah. don't know how to take care they're walking all over uh, yeah. like all over the land and not staying on the trail and in that regard i am in total agreement with yeah. them and but the thing is i guess i didn't take it that way and that was their objective and again they're right Mm -hmm. But it was just their tone. Now, I now you bring that up, I totally understand why their tone would be of frustration. Yeah. Right. But coming from a perspective where I know I'm being, uh, I'm honoring the land. I'm not like, you know, I'm leaving. I'm trying to leave it better than when we, when we got arrived. Right. Yeah. But he, I know he didn't know that. But still, no. in my heart, I'm like, listen, we're doing our best to to to, to do our part. You know. Well, it was a very. <clears throat> The initial email was very aggressive. Yes, right. So I, I know <laughs> I could tell that. Yeah. yeah. Like I would have gotten that way too. Yeah. But. <laughs> okay. Um, next question for you. We get some fun questions here. What is a dream you've yet to achieve? A dream I've yet to achieve. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Um. Let's say. You know what? I, how about let's say win a race? I have never joined a race, and I've always thought of trail running. Well, we got to contact uh, Stephanie Bishop. I know. And get involved with a race. <laughs> I'm going to do one with her. So not a serious one, but like a tough mutter to see how mm -hmm. it feels. You want to do it with us? Yeah. Let's do I'll it. Go ahead and do uh, it. I have a training partner now. Oh my God. There, there we, we go. go. There we go. All right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what is your most embarrassing moment? Embarrassing moment. Let's see. Oh, I can't think off the top of my head. What was the most embarrassing moment? I would have a hard time answering that myself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, I have one from when I was six. <laughs> but go ahead. Um, oh, I can't say. There's one that pops in my head, but I, like now I can't. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> All right. Well, well. I mean, okay. I mean, this is like uncensored, right? Or so, no? Don't, okay, don't, here. don't worry. There's nobody listening. Nobody's gonna hear this. Yeah, all right. We'll yeah, keep it right. a secret. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Okay. Anyways, so I was wakeboarding. Yeah. And uh, 
I then sew wakeboarding. Was it wakeboarding or wake surfing? Whichever one. We're behind the boat and wakeboarding. And then I'm getting back on the platform. I'm like pulled in. I'm getting back on the platform. And so I had my life vest and bathing suit. But when I stand up on the platform, I'm like talking and talking. And then. <laughs> what, what was missing? I'm like, da, 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 da. And then my cousin's like, your side burger. <laughs> if you don't know. Oh, my God. I'm like. Your side burger? Who <laughs> first was side? Were you pantsless? It was just like move to, to the side. side. <laughs> side burger. Like your that side is burger. The least like... sexiest way to describe that part of a woman. <laughs> side like, burger. Oh, nobody said anything. And meanwhile, like the guys are like, oh, <laughs> like wow. talking to me. Like, Look at me. I'm talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. <laughs> <laughs> then your cousin is Cyberger. That is embarrassing. Okay. That's, the Cyberger thing is even better. Um, what have I not asked you that you want to share with uh, the outsider audience here? <clears throat> I felt like I shared a lot, really. Um, you did, yeah. I know. Anything that strikes you as something you want to share that you, we haven't spoken about? And if there's nothing, that's fine. Yeah. I mean, we definitely went through it. Yeah. I don't know. All right. <laughs> like that. Well, and that brings us to our last segment of the interview, and it's a segment where we have five rapid-fire questions for you. Okay. You know how that works. Are you ready? Sure. All right. What is a dream location to hike? Um, I want to go to the Swiss Alps. Okay. I've done the Swiss Alps, actually. Have you? I've hiked them, yeah. I mean, uh, I've hiked one trail on the Swiss Alps, but it was gorgeous. Yeah. Picturesque. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely, I mean, I want to go there. Summertime, wintertime. I'm t it's weird. Uh, with Zurich, so I hiked from Zurich. Um, you know the Swiss Miss pack with like the mountain in the background, whatever. Mm -hmm. Looks just like that. Yeah. It's insane. It's beautiful. That's a great location. Mm -hmm. uh, what's your vice? <clears throat> My vice. Mm -hmm. Let's see. Like. Mm, like probably, what do you mean? Like maybe rapid fire. Damn it! Comes to your mind. Damn it! Fine. What's right? Is <laughs> uh, frozen Kit Kats. I'll say that. Okay, frozen Kit Kats. It is <laughs> interesting. Rapid fire. Uh, favorite city other than New York City? San Diego. Never uh, been. Seattle. Oh, Seattle. Know, both of them. Both of them. <laughs> okay, Seattle, San Diego. Uh, what's your favorite season? As an outdoors person, you must have a favorite season, right? I know. I like the fall. Fall? Me too. Good answer. <laughs> Last question. What is your favorite food? Mm, tacos. <laughs> what did you bring us today? Uh, well, actually, I did not bring tacos. Oh, well, then what did you bring? You were supposed to bring your favorite food. I know. Well, so what I brought is like you said, it's either I make it. Yeah, or you buy it. Yeah. Or I buy it. So I wanted to make something oh. that has meaning. Okay. And so, you know, I love my family. But so my grandmother, I used to always make this with her growing up. 
and we always cook like made baked leche flan or carrot cake mm -hmm. for the family parties and you brought carrot cake so i baked carrot cake you baked it okay i baked carrot cake and i mean my grandmother passed away so now i'm the one that makes the carrot cake for the family parties amazing carry on the tradition that's very important that's mm -hmm. amazing you're doing that mm -hmm. i can't wait to try uh what'd you call your grandmother hmm? what'd you call her uh lula lula i can't wait to try lula's recipe <laughs> we're doing it in honor of lula here yeah all right and do you I'm have any hungry. allergies uh penicillin okay <laughs> <laughs> well i guess you can't have any <laughs> <laughs> penicillin flavored carrot cake <laughs> I know. I mean, there's a lot. I mean, you could have some too. Okay, okay. I gave you a tiny piece. All right. So Lulu's carrot cake, and I appreciate the meaning behind this. This is a lot of people bring their favorite food and don't really have a reason why it's their favorite food other than the fact that it tastes great. But you're the first person to bring a something that has sentimental value. And actually, somebody who actually brought something that's homemade. Yeah, that's right. You're the first person to make something. person bring something that was homemade. Yeah. So I appreciate you taking about putting the effort into this. Seriously. No problem. Thank you. Yeah. Now, time to try it. Wow. Mm -mm. Mm. Made from scratch. I've never had carrot cake without frosting. Because mm -hmm. it's never great, but this is good. You don't need frosting for this. No, you don't. Mm. Lou knows what she's doing. She knew what she was doing. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you I'm glad you brought this. I know. Most people, like, they'll put, like, cream cheese frosting on it. Yeah. But, but it's, it's overpowering. Yeah. 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 This is You put cream flavorful. cheese frosting on anything. Mm-hmm. It'll taste decent. <laughs> yeah. This is good. Mm-hmm. Mm. What's the secret recipe? What? What's the secret to the recipe? I see it's, like, some um, spices in here. I'll probably say crushed pineapple. Mm. Makes it very. That's it. Juicy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I love pineapple upside down cake. That's what it reminds me of. Okay. From Asian. And I want some more. Okay. I'm hungry. <laughs> and it's that time of day. <laughs> we'll be out signing off. But before that, I want to say thank you for coming. Yeah. Even more, more grateful that you're part of a team. You, I don't Yay. think you actually realize how grateful I am. Aww. So I want to let you know again. I'm grateful. <laughs> um. But thanks again for sharing your story. And um, we'll, uh, I'm looking forward to more drinks and outdoor adventures with you since you like to combine the both. Yeah, outdoor we actually didn't cheers. Oh, we didn't? No. <laughs> I'm surprised. I'm surprised you didn't pop that right away. Wow, that's just horrible. Huh? That's just horrible. You waited to the end of the show to do this? Yeah, I guess. I'm sorry. <laughs> hey, at least we're doing it. Cheers. Hmm. Cheers. <laughs> Carrot cake and beer taste pretty good together. Mm -hmm. On that note, I'm going to have more beer and carrot cake with Jillian. And we're out. Peace.